This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's RNRTAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. In part two of their annual Outlook episode, the Ricks continue their conversation about key trends to watch in the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture in the year ahead. All right, so one prediction this year, uh, I think the number of Tesla Cybertrucks delivered in calendar year 2022 is gonna hover somewhere between zero and zero. Three years to the day Tesla botched the product launch for the oddly angular EV truck it touted as bulletproof while demonstrating that it wasn't. Like, I think I saw, Rick, that at least at the time of this recording, I don't think it's changed, that uh, Tesla has removed the oddly angular Cybertruck from the delivery calendar for 2022. I think they've taken it off, although in recent days I've seen test drivers tweeting and showing photos of themselves, I think, driving around Las Vegas. Uh, so it could change. But if it doesn't, maybe Elon Musk is going to try to create a distraction by launching the new Zorg haircutting device he seems to be using for oddly <laughs> angular haircuts, like Gary Oldman's character in The Fifth Element. Have you seen the photos? <laughs> he looks just like Zorg. I have. You know, I literally just saw an interview with him and he he had that haircut. I, I guess I guess there's a, a bill uh, being proposed that, you know, would be kind of like a stimulus package for uh, EV charging stations. Uh, and surprisingly, uh, and maybe not so, but Elon is saying, you know what? I, we don't need that. Like gas doesn't need it. We don't need it. We, we just need to go build our cars and build our network and everything will be fine, which I thought was kind of cool. But the haircut was not. The interviewer was asking him about, you know, hey, if Joe Biden calls you today and he interrupts him and says, there's no way Joe Biden's going to call me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, yeah. with that haircut, you're right. <laughs> but, like, what, what did he do? Shave yeah, the sides I, of his head and leave yeah. the top? You know what it is? I, I this is so bad. I've heard that he basically took over a conference room at the Texas Gigaplant, and that's where he's living now. He's actually living in the in the building. And so I bet you he bought a Floby. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I thought for sure you loaned him yours or something. <laughs> I knew that was coming. But you managed to make a decent haircut with it. Something went wrong on his end. <laughs> All right. So my, my number two prediction is actually that concerts, movies, vacations, and even Comic-Con is going to return back to normal next year. And in fact, I, I actually predict it's going to blow up. I predict that people are going to go out and just get the hell out of the house. Because, you know, and, and we saw this a little bit last year, and I'm, I'm predicting that it's going to be even more so where, you know, once we're past flu season, when the, the risk is really low and, and all that, people are going to go. Like we saw this in, in uh, the beginning of Q3, where typically we, we always joke about how Europe goes away for a month on vacation. That happened in the U.S. Right. We, we saw that in droves. People were just getting out of the house. I, I think people are yeah. so sick of this covid situation they're so claustrophobic of being in the house they're just gonna run like crazy and so yeah. i think to your point where you're talking about the movies i think the movies are going to do fantastic this summer summer blockbusters sure they're going to be big as ever if not bigger yeah. i think comic-con i think comic-con's going to explode man i think everybody's going to be dying to get there and hell people can incorporate a mask into every one of their cosplay like no problem right. i think you're going to see tons of people at the movies again tons of people vacationing you're going to see huge music festivals a lot a lot of musicians
musicians out there have been writing new music. They want to get out on the road too. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I think we're actually going to see all of that flip around. This summer, you know, we're going to see streaming services slow down. We're going to see less demand for the, the same day digital release. But I'll tell you, I don't think that's perpetual. I think what's going to happen is when we get back to the fall, winter time frame where flu season kicks up, people are going to be demanding it again because everybody's going to be going back into lockdown mode. And for at least the next year or two, we're going to have this kind of pendulum of everybody runs around crazy during the summer months where we don't have to worry about COVID. And then they hide indoors in the, the wintertime. From your mouth to God's ears, let that be the case. I hope that is true in terms of the summertime and people getting out there. And marketers should be thinking about that. I mean, we saw that with Coca-Cola and other brands last summer. It just unfortunately was shorter lived than we all had hoped. Boy, it ended all too quickly. I do think folks are going to be getting out. I think you're absolutely right. It's interesting what you say about the fall. And I hope that that is not quite the case. I hope that, you know, we're going to finally start to emerge from this. But I think it is a safe prediction that you are right. It's going to be a pendulum. This pandemic is not going anywhere. It's just a matter of how resilient we all are in living with it. That's true. That's a very fair point. All right. On the other side of this break, we'll get to our next big trend to watch in 2022. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation. Don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. And we are back back rick and rick rule the world with rick matheson and rick wooten and we're talking about some of the biggest trends to watch in 2022 all right so yeah my second trend to watch i think that we're gonna see the potential for a push to add a d to esg funds so a d for democracy to esg funds esg stands for environmental social and governance and sort of making sure that your investment dollars go to for instance cpg brands that use environmentally friendly packaging or manufacturing processes or technology brands that are aggressively making strides in building diverse and inclusive workforce or financial services brands, banks or whatever, managing things like executive pay ethically and responsibly. I don't know what it'll be, if it'll be DESG or some other configuration there, but the idea would be to reward companies that are actively supporting lawmakers or efforts aimed at ensuring that all eligible voters have access to free and fair elections. This could mean pulling support from politicians or even pulling operations from states where legislatures are either already or plan to enact voter suppression laws. One of the reasons that I think that that's going to gain some traction this year is after the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, 250 major U.S. brands announced that they would halt donations to candidates and incumbents that were implicated in efforts to negate the will of the people in the 2020 presidential election. And to their credit, I was just reading this the other day, most of those 250 companies have continued to refrain from making donations to those lawmakers, candidates, and and their political action committees. And this includes Hewlett-Packard, Microsoft, and others. They have maintained the moratorium on funding those candidates. But I saw this in the New York Times. Many brands that touted that they were going to stop these contributions went on to quietly resume making donations, some of them for the exact same groups of lawmakers that helped spread the big lie that the election was stolen or voted against certifying the election, undermining the integrity of U.S. elections and, and even American democracy. And I think that for some consumers and some investors, especially the ones that are ESG minded, and it might feel like, hey, wait a second, it seems like these brands are hedging their bets and that uh, that there is a chance that 
democracy won't last. Hedging a bet that we're going to be dealing with an oligarchy or an everlasting sort of kleptocracy or, or authoritarian rule in the United States. For some, that's going to be what it seems like. What impact that it could have on major brands remains to be seen, but I think we are going to hear at least some noise, and this may even start to emerge a bit more in this conversation around ESG funds. I'm not a big fan of having companies fund politicians at all. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. In fact, I, I don't think they should even be allowed to give to political parties or candidates. They should just be completely barred from that. That by itself would go a long way toward preserving and restoring democracy. I mean, like big time. But, you know, until then, I think at a time when democracy is under threat from an entire political party and its conservative media apparatus, you know, for some consumers and to the extent I think a, a D for democracy ever becomes part of the equation for ESG investors, there's probably a couple different components to this. So for some, it's going to be, you know, is this brand involved with politics at all? Probably that's like neutral to account against it in some way. I don't know. I, I don't know if that impacts anyone. For some, it may be, does this brand help fund politics that align with my values? That by itself, probably somewhere between not much of a factor and a positive one. For the larger number, I think, it's, is this brand standing up against politicians and forces that are making it harder for eligible voters to freely and easily vote or who are seeking to infringe on the rights of minorities, other groups of Americans, whether it's funding opponents or legislative lobbying efforts to stop those forces or pulling operations out of states that aim to victimize their citizens in that way, you know, that could be a big plus for some consumers and some investors. And then lastly, I guess sort of the flip side of that is, is this brand funding the politicians and groups that seek to infringe people's rights and do damage to democracy? And is this brand funding the so-called the you know seditious caucus in the house i would imagine that some consumers and some esg investors would be very much against that and want to not put their money behind those brands so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see the way it all plays out you know i don't know to what extent this will all come to the fore this year during you know midterm elections it'll be interesting to see but i do have a feeling that we are going to have some conversation on whether or not a d for democracy should be added to the esg equation join us next time for the conclusion of our Trends Watch 2022 episode. Until then, stay safe, keep each other safe, and keep on coming back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. <laughs>